This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, your host from tdjacobs.com. And this week, um, the show is titled The Other Side. And it's all about uh, my work as a medium and uh, working with the spirits of the dead and also working with people who... uh, want to learn how to become a medium or find themselves being visited by the spirits of the dead and aren't quite sure what to do, <laughs> and also uh, helping living people uh, process their relationships with and, and feelings about people in their lives, loved ones who have passed away, and helping uh, everyone get to where they need to be. So this is uh, what the show is about today, and uh, we'll be taking caller readings, so keep this number handy, uh, 877 Two three zero three zero six two. You can ask a question about your chart or anything else, uh, but I'd love it if you um, if you gravitate towards your phone and and ask a question about uh, the topic today: mediumship, dealing with the dead, dealing with our fears about death, and also understanding how best to uh, encounter the dead consciously uh, and effectively which is what I'll explain here in a bit. First of all, some uh, announcements. Uh, yesterday we had uh, the, the full moon eclipse uh, in Gemini. And uh, I, the previous night I did a grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi, uh, channeling him for people. Go to my site, tdjacobs.com, to get the MP3 of that. It's about an hour. And um, he does uh, an interesting thing. In, in every full moon call, he does energy work on all callers. And there's always a, a, a gr- deeply grounding, calming, and relaxing grounding meditation. But then uh, in this one, he actually leads us through a heart-opening exercise that I have done on my own, but he hasn't uh, used as a tool before. It's, it's fascinating and interesting about generating energy from the heart, which is something I teach people to do on a regular basis. But uh, this is a really special call. So you can go to ttjacobs.com to get the mp3 of that if you are dealing with uh, eclipse drama or nonsense or malarkey or baloney uh next announcement reading sale is still on until december 15th 25 dollars off an hour uh, all the details at ttjacobs.com slash store dot html and also soul's journey soundbite i had a bunch of people this week order five at once so suddenly my plate's full but bring them bring them on bring it on um these make terrific gifts and uh and even uh, just for you, um, somebody in Sweden, a woman in, in Sweden bought one, and I delivered it to her earlier today, and she wrote back pretty quickly, thank you fervently. Your observations are the most accurate and most detailed that I have encountered. Even though you do not know anything about me, you caught the outline. And she said a lot more, uh, but that's just the, the part I want to share with you. So these are instrumental for understanding yourself, for putting words to why you are wired the way you are, and also uh, how your life has unfolded thus far. So that's a that's a that's a 
a wonderful thing to give yourself or somebody else this year, Soul's Journey Soundbite MP3 readings. Uh, December 9th, I'm going to host an open forum on healing suicide. There's a free download on my site, tdjacobs.com. The, um, it's channeled the Ascended Master uh, that I work with, whom I just mentioned, Jehudi. And uh, so you can go to my site, and on the homepage on the right side, there's a link to download it. And then this is going to be um, a phone call where we can discuss the teachings and you can ask questions and also get more context for uh, the teaching as it comes through our uh, unseen friend. Okay. Now, uh, moving into this this issue dealing with death is is a is a has been coming up quite a bit for me lately in my own um explorations of past life memories and um my clients and students suddenly i think i counted almost a week's worth of interactions and out of eight of them five needed a mediumship from me or needed to clear a spirit from their house or their life or their body a little bit of attachment stuff going on or needed to learn something about that process and how to work with spirits so they can overcome their fears of dealing with the dead. One of the things that uh, many mediums uh, and intuitives would talk about uh, in this arena is that a person has a light and spirits can be drawn to this light. If the person who kind of glows a little brighter, perhaps because of an open heart, that's usually what we're talking about, an intuitive ability and an open heart, generating uh, the frequencies of, of, of love, uh, however that happens. And uh, the spirits can kind of wander over. And I liken it to a moth that is confused by a light, you know, buzzing around a light in spirals and circles. Because the moth is trying to find the moon. That's that's the whole thing about that. They, they navigate using uh, the position of the moon. And so they get spun in a circle around a light because they're confused. So it's the same thing with the spirits of the dead. They're, they're looking for a light, somehow drawn to a light. And it could be this person who's living over on Third Avenue who's minding her own business making dinner. <laughs> she, she might not know what to do about it. So, uh, but that's been happening a lot for a couple of my clients this week. And other ones have said, um, yeah, I need to overcome uh, resistance or fears about death. And so, so this shows really, um, kind of um, reflecting that trend, but also I recognize the trend as pulling me back towards mediumship because I've been really focused on evolutionary astrology, which is the the karmic multi-life approach to astrology that looks at the journey of the soul over many lives and also the channeling. And um, in fact, about a year of my life was spent doing astrology, but really focusing on opening up to channel. And so uh, now I'm back to the mediumship thing, and, and I, I love it. It's um, it's it's of all the things I do, it is perhaps closest to my heart, and and it opens my heart more quickly than anything else because of the confusion that some deceased spirits can have, and some people can have when dealing with them, and the opportunity for healing through, you know, altering awareness, altering consciousness. And changing our minds about what's happening and what it means. If you follow pop culture cues, you're going to be terrified of any dead spirit. <laughs> That's, you know, that that sells movie tickets. You know, the, our fears about death and can, are we safe? And this has a lot to do with you know being conditioned by religions over thousands of years about 
you know, what happens and how people must get judged when they die if they do things that, uh, you know, this god or that god uh, doesn't like. And um, most of what we've been exposed to through entertainment, uh, which is kind of our popular mythology, is garbage. It's baloney. It's just nonsense. And um, for one one example that uh, I, I found myself explaining to, I think, three clients this week was when there's a, a spirit in a house or in a building and there's a knocking noise or an object moving or lights flickering. And, and if it's attributable or related to the presence of this spirit, we think, you know, our minds go straight to a fear place and – it's incredibly highly likely that – I mean the vast, vast majority of the time, this spirit is not malicious. The spirit is not angry, is not out to get you, is not trying to scare you, but is spending an incredible amount of energy to be heard, seen, noticed, acknowledged, validated. Some of these spirits don't know that they've passed and they spend an incredible amount of energy to get attention can you hear me? Here I am moving this object. It's making noise. <laughs> Can you hear me? It's actually exhausting to them. <laughs> so, um, and uh, then let's say you get to the next step and you're not afraid. The, the, the urgency that they have may still come through. You may actually feel fearful because they're bringing an assertiveness that can be very aggressive. Acknowledge I can hear you. I, I know you're here. And choose to get grounded, send cords into the earth, choose to be in your heart, because understand that nothing can happen to you negatively or positively without your consent. So being grounded, connected to the earth, a stone tower in your body connected to the earth, and with an open heart, this is generating basically, we could say, a force field of love around you. I mean, not to get, <laughs> not to get too, uh, game or sci-fi oriented, but when you're generating love, you are emitting a frequency that says, this is what I'm available for. And even if somebody who is fearful or angry comes to you, if you continue to generate love, you don't have any problems. So in, in my experience and in my mind, one of the greatest things that can come from asking to learn about mediumship or asking to learn about um, how to interact with the dead consciously and effectively is to get to the place where you see the power that comes from staying in your body and opening your heart no matter what is knocking on your door. Choosing not to be afraid. It, it's not about bravery in the face of a threat. It's about a knowing that occupying your heart is the single greatest, most empowering thing you can do at any given time. One of these clients this week is somebody I haven't uh, worked with in a couple of years, and she uh, she contacted me a few weeks ago and wanted to start up coaching again. And uh, we had done some um, me meditative work, some past life healing work, and, and stuff like that in her coaching a couple of years ago, a few years ago. And, uh, and she's one of these people who said that's, you know, it's time for me to learn a little more about this. I don't know if that's where I'm headed, but I, I need to, you know, open up and, and learn some things. And, um, 
And I found myself explaining all this stuff to her, and I saw the contrast, you know, from when I had worked with her several years ago, and how I was just absolutely perfectly clear that the most empowered thing to do when dealing with the dead is being in your heart and staying positive because you can generate a, f- a field of love. We have a question uh, from Franny in Chicago. She wants to talk about the dead coming through in dreams, dot, 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 real. <laughs> Franny, are you on the air? Yes, I am. Thank you so Hi. much. I'm so yeah, happy to talk to call- you. Great. Thanks for calling in. Um, it definitely can be. Uh, let me just give you a couple of headlines, and then you can get more specific. But let me tell you that sometimes they'll just kind of pass through. You know, they'll kind of um, like you'll be like a pit stop. You know, <laughs> your dream will be kind of a pit stop. Now, sometimes they will want you to know something. Sometimes um, they'll ask you to do something. Sometimes they just don't know that they're dead, and maybe you even just acknowledging them helps. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, it's important to discern if it's possible, if you've learned this or if you can learn this, have they been processed or are they confused? And I say process, like going through an orientation process. Um, uh, Franny, could you actually turn down your computer, please? I'm getting an, a question, a request from the producer. Oh, oh, sure. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, thank I you. I did totally. No worries. Yeah, we, we all do that sometimes. It's okay. That, that's why we have this, um, Chat is, that over Skype. Is, is that better, producer? <laughs> Kiara, is that better? Thank you. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm even walking into a different room. All right. Okay, right on. Great. Um, so so um, uh, sometimes you can do something for them. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes they're just trying to make contact. So you can opt to not have this experience, or you can opt to learn how to deal with it effectively. And that's really up to you. Like, most of us would think that we don't have a choice, but I say, as I said earlier, our energetic consent is everything. So if you, when you're going to bed, you get grounded, connected to the earth in your heart, and you make the decision that you're not available, then people won't be coming to you. So tell me, tell me more about, um, about your experience and, what, and what's going on with that. Um, well, I, I have it quite often, and sometimes several days in a row, and sometimes, um, you know, the scenario of the dream is just, um, you know, just things about everyday life, and and especially, um, I'm speaking about my husband who passed on three years ago. He comes, and he's just part of the everyday life thing, and then I had one kind of a, a amazing thing that... Mm-hmm. Someone came through who passed away maybe when I was, you know, like a teenager, and he just came through to say hi and acknowledge that he knows that my husband passed on, and it was just unbelievable. Yeah, this happens. After uh, my father passed away, um, my mother started having some dreams uh, that, that featured him, and, and she asked me if that was real. And, and and I asked her, did it feel consequential? Did it feel important, or is it possibly he represented something? Like basically, that's and this, so that's a question. I think for you, these people are coming through and saying, yeah, here I am and participating. But it's also possible that somebody represents something for us. And, you know, our uh, unconscious puts their face on that theme. But I think if you're talking about people you know and acknowledging, you know, for example, the second person acknowledging uh, the passing of your husband, that's, that's, that's real. <laughs> that's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, we're actually, um, because of this um, theme that's, that's coming up so much, um, on uh, December 20th, in three weeks, I'm going to have a guest on named Meredith Smith, who has um, written a book about called Night Shift Workers, and it's about doing mediumship, basically, in her dreams. And, um, and, and how she's been able to teach people about this. And she also analyzes dreams. So we'll have her on, uh, just booked her the other day for December 20th. So definitely listen in again. We're going to be talking again about a lot, all this stuff. And you can call in and, and ask her questions about dreams as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's, great, um, great. Yeah. So, you know, like for your husband, when he's been there, do you have a sense that, uh, you said three years ago is when he passed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a sense that he is, um, he is, um, kind of calm and clear-headed or do you have a sense he's confused or you know i'm asking has he gone through orientation do you have a sense that he understands what's happening and or do you have a sense that he's hanging around or do you have any of that um yeah i think you know i i actually could i felt you know when he even kind of moved on to another level like because i felt him so much in the beginning (laughs) and then i could feel him move on a little bit because and he's also played a lot of little playful jokes on us, uh-huh, on me, okay. and okay. Le- he's left things for me that just have appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. So he's That's playful. Great. That's great. So he sounds like he's gone through what I call orientation. And, uh, yeah, so that's great. That's great. And, um yeah, yeah, and and having a, having an impact, you know, like being a, being a guide of sorts. It's very common for... Uh, our deceased relatives to to do that. Um, Franny, hold on. Um, we're going to take our first break, and um, but stay on the line, and we'll we'll keep chatting about this. Okay, thank you. Yeah. is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome.
Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. My name is Tom Jacobs, your host from tdjacobs.com. And today we're, we're talking about the other side. We're talking about understanding the, the process of um, – I haven't really gotten into this part of it yet – but the process of the spirit separating from the body and what can happen um, when spirits hang around and make contact with us and, and how best to respond to them. And actually, I've had on hold uh, Franny from Chicago. So, Franny, let's, let's bring you back in here. Um, have you – Previous to, to these two situations you're talking about, have you ever had uh, dreams where you've encountered people that, that have passed away? Yes, quite often. Quite, quite often. often. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's – um. have you ever been nervous about it or has it always been kind of a positive experience? Um, no, no, it's been positive because uh, the ones that have come have been, you know, family members that I loved and, mm-hmm. you know, I was – Kind of, you know, happy to know they were around, you know. Right, right. So. Yeah. And that's a huge reason why they come through. They just want us to know they're okay. And that actually, um, that actually leads me to something else. Um, that, um, but thank you for, thank you for calling in. Thank you for, for listening and calling in with your story. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you. And, um, yeah, of course, you're welcome. Um, there, it's, um, you know, we wonder what happens to them. And, you know, if they go through there, you know, we wonder if they're okay. We wonder how everything, you know, how everything went. We don't get postcards. But sometimes, you know, with these, these dreams like Franny's talking about, we get a little postcard. We get a little telegram. Everything's fine. Everything's okay. Um, when spirits, when people pass away and the spirit kind of separates from the body, um, there are kind of two paths. And ultimately, there's one path, but there are kind of two options at that point. Open up to the new reality or... Um, stick around. Uh, when we do stick around, uh, we're connected to earthbound people, events, outcomes. You know, we, we want to get a message to somebody or, um, we, we want to make sure they know something or we didn't say something important to us. And that's, that's a wonderful effect or wonderful function that mediums can, uh, fulfill for people is not only just bringing through the messages, but also putting both sides at peace. Now, as Franny was talking about, these these dreams can occur in which people come by and give us that you know calling card or postcard message. And pay attention to your dreams. If if people that you know who have passed away uh, come in, it's possible they're just checking in to make sure you know that they're okay. Now, the vast majority of them become okay when they open up to transition into this new this new way of being. I call it getting orientation. So you pass away. Suddenly, everything's different. If you're on the earth plane still, people – like if you don't know you're dead or you're not willing to accept it, uh, people won't be able to see you unless their light is bright. You know, So that's why people, spirits sometimes wander around looking for a medium or a potential medium to, to work – to talk to. And uh, that uh, – you know, they don't experience time. It's not like, you know, oh, well, I mean, he took three years to transition. It's it's not about the time. We experience the time. But they're kind of experiencing an emotional state, an attachment to an emotional state, uh, attachment to a thought, a thought process, an idea, like I said, an outcome. And um, if they open up to see the difference, they can be contacted by the guides who are waiting for them. Then if when, when that happens, not if, but when that happens, because everybody's got a team waiting to welcome them, they can choose to believe that they deserve 
this loving support. So somebody who may, might judge his or her actions during life might be kind of caught in that after death. Uh, and um, if you've done something that is perceived as negative or hurtful or evil, um, it doesn't mean that you experience you know, hell or something like this. It means that you can hold on to that negativity and create kind of a facsimile of something that we might call hell. Um, if you judge yourself, if you hold on to the meaning of some terrible thing that has happened to you or that you have done or something like this, but you don't have to do that. You can open up. And sometimes when I've, when I've done, uh, spirit rescue and release, which is counseling spirits who have not transitioned uh, smoothly or have not uh, gone quote unquote into the light, um, working with them, sometimes their religious beliefs or, you know, uh, criticisms they absorb from their family members, like I'm not good enough. Who would love me? Or perhaps even the lack of, um, uh, you know, cosmic vision or a, a guiding principle or belief system that says there is love waiting for you. You know, people who have been raised to think that there is a hell, like an actual objectified, you know, a real place, and then they do something hurtful to somebody else, they die. What are they going to do? Open up to this other? No, they're not going to open up to this other reality because they may believe that hell is waiting for them. So lots of times doing spirit rescue and release, I will uh, ask, you know, the, the, the loving family members and other guides on the other side to come forward, to peek through this. I basically say it's a door so it looks like a door, like a door to heaven or something. And ask them to just make eye contact. Just say, hey, you know what? We're here. This is real. It's okay. You can let, all, let it all go. And uh, sometimes they do right away. Sometimes they don't right away. But they see that this is happening. And when the door opens, there is the famed oft-talked-about light. <laughs> you know that some people you know who have near death experiences see at the end of the tunnel etc feel free to call in with uh, your questions about this stuff 8772303062 um questions about what happens during the process questions about people who have visited you uh and anything about these things it's all it's all germane today uh and also just uh, for your reference uh, there are two books that I can uh, put your attention on uh, that are available through my site and Amazon and Kindle. Um, one is Understanding Loss and Death, and it's a channeled book uh, from the Ascended Master Jehudi, uh, channeled through me, uh, through my my typing fingers. And um, and it's about understanding all kinds of loss and death and, and the attachment and uh, how to understand uh, early death, how to understand miscarriages and abortions, how to understand when a child dies or somebody dies young and other people depend on him or her. And um, also, it has a section on adoption, actually, as a form of loss from both sides. And then the second book is called Jehudi Speaks, and it combines all four channel volumes, Approaching Love, Understanding Loss and Death, God is Past, Present, and Future, and uh, Conscious Revolution, Tools for 2012 and Beyond. I know it's a mouthful, but anyway, um, if you're interested in exploring more of the channel perspectives that inform my work with the dead, you can check out those two books, or one or the other. Um yeah, so um, I, I have a client now uh, who has this light on, and um, in uh, over three weeks of coaching, uh, but she doesn't quite always know how to deal with the spirits, but now she's learning because she said to me, that's where I'm headed, I need to learn that. And so we were three for three weeks, 
uh, having a, a, a spirit in her space or a physical complaint that turned out not to be hers, like a symptom of pain, a feeling that turned out not to really be hers, but belonging to a spirit. And um, so I've explained to her that her light is on and there are certain things about boundaries and tensions and doing this heart-centered awareness uh, and having embodying that while being grounded, that that's the, that the the greatest single tool. And one of the things, uh, and this is the, this is very important to explore because she was having uh, a pain and a coldness in her legs, say her foot and her legs, say from the knee down, and um, we and she was having dreams about uh, drowning on uh, on the Titanic, but she didn't believe that she had been there. So we look into it, and I find this guy, this spirit, who's found her light, who's just kind of wandered over to her like the moth to the light, you know, to the the, the porch light, because it's looking for the moon, right? It's looking for the the other light, and um, so she's minding her own business, and then she has this pain, and when it, when she doesn't have it, her fourteen year old son says, "Gosh, I have a pain in my foot. My leg is cold." So so uh, she really wanted to, to look at this, and. Um, and it's a great illustration of this because she was having a physical pain for weeks or months, an issue, and it turned out not to be hers. And we're able to to help this this spirit transition and not stick to her, kind of not follow her around. So I do this in readings as well, uh, clearing you of attachments, uh, this life and other lives. And I look at this situation and um, and I feel into what he's feeling after I make contact and he's. He says he's, you know, he lets me know that he's willing to be uh, interacted with. And, and I explained to him, look, it's not in the natural order of things for you to hang on to her, follow her around, or anybody. And sometimes uh, at the end of these stories, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we, we do the thing where we say, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. It's not, it's not appropriate. It's not respectful. And, uh, the vast majority of them understand that once you counsel them, this spirit rescue uh, process, spirit release counseling. So I feel into what his deal is, and basically, yes, drowning in some kind of boat accident. It might not have been the Titanic. Um, I was kind of getting about 20 years later or about 40 years earlier, kind of back and forth, but not you know uh, that that decade. Um, but he was using that in my client's dreams as an illustration, basically trying to get her attention. You know, this is who I am. I, I, I drowned in, in an accident like this, and it was cold water, etc. Just making contact with her. Now she's experiencing pain. He's not intending for her to experience pain, but his presence is um, sticking to her a little bit because she doesn't understand the boundaries. So it's like her light is on, gravitates towards her, and it's kind of stuck there until everyone becomes conscious and starts exerting some free will and some choice. So it feels to me that he has regret on his leg. That's the pain. Now there's coldness because of the water, but it also has to do with this regret I, I look further and ask him questions and kind of look in his heart, and he's willingly giving me permission. I don't do anything without their, without anyone's permission. And I say, is it okay if I feel this in, into this so I can help you? And he says, yes. So his wife had perished in the same accident. Now, he wasn't upset about his death. He was upset about her death and that he couldn't save her. So I walk him through this thing about, you know, the spiel, <laughs> so to speak, my little speech about um, how every soul is responsible for 
its creation, and this was her time to go, and he is not responsible. And he works through that, and he and, and ultimately it's fine, but something's still wrong. And I say, well, what is it? You judge yourself for something. And he had cheated on his wife. He had had an affair, and he never told her. So there he is in the water. She's holding on to his leg. She falls down before him. She dies. She falls down to the you know murky deep or something in the cold water before he does. And he's not even upset that he's dying. He couldn't save her, but he hadn't told her the truth. He hadn't said what he needed to tell her. So uh, I asked him to let himself off the hook and to understand that this is a learning journey where he's creating an experience as a divine being living a human life, ignorant of that. But, you know, he learned about trust. He, as a human, learned about what happens when you aren't honest or aren't straightforward and uh, upfront with people you love. And uh, there's also a real sense of him having taken responsibility for this, for his wife, uh, as a nurturing figure. And she was considerably younger. Say he was in his mid to late, maybe mid thirties, and she was in her early twenties, and and it was a noticeable uh, age difference. And so he felt protective towards her as well, and he betrayed her. So we helped him work through that, and uh, you know said you don't have to go home if you don't want to go through the door, which I showed him, and and a relative of his came forward and said, yeah, we're rooting for you. It's all good. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll explain everything to you. Once you come, once you're willing to come through, and then giving my client uh, tips and tricks for sticking to her guns if she doesn't want to deal with spirits. Now, in the course of this conversation, she said, "You know, I actually asked my guides in the universe to help me learn about this stuff, and I didn't know that. All I knew was we were three for three, you know, three coaching conversations over three weeks." And she was like, "Wow, there's a spirit here." I thought it was random, but so I said to her, that's the kind of thing that's really important to, to tell me. So, um, you know, you asked for it. So, of course, that is what uh, is coming through. So um, she's learning now to stick to her guns, to say firmly whether or not she is or is not available and what she's willing to experience. And so, you know, by default, she's had an experience that was really unpleasant. Uh, and... Um, we, we tend to, you know, as I mentioned, we fear this. And we're not sure that we, we've never heard, perhaps, that we have the right to shape our experience through our intentions and our boundaries. This is where, actually, we're going to do a, a dot, dot, dot thing and uh, take our second break. And I'm going to give you the number before, before we go. So call in and ask your questions about all this stuff, 877-230-3062. And uh, stay with me uh, through this uh, second break. We'll be right back. is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, 
heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. My name is uh, Tom Jacobs, your host from tdjacobs.com. Today we're talking about uh, my work as a medium and how to effectively under, how to understand the, the process that spirits have, go- have gone through or are going through and need to go through and how to work with them effectively if they come to you. And we do have a caller, Wendy in New York. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Tom. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Good, thank you. And when yeah. you're... Um, Tell me, tell me what's uh, what's going on with this for you? Well, um, yeah, both my parents uh, left their bodies within um, well two years apart was uh, within a couple of days of being exactly two years uh-huh. apart, and my mom's passing was in '05. So you know it was it was September of '05. So we're we're on to seven years ago here. But she was a person who um, was very attached to the physical world. Mm-hmm. Um, status by what you owed, owned and how it looked was ultimately mm-hmm. the most important thing to her. Mm-hmm. And so she had a long and lingering final stage of life and mm-hmm. uh, difficulty letting go. And I really felt, I, and I had to deal with selling her house and dealing with her stuff. And yeah. It was really painful mm-hmm. uh, for her in particular, but it wasn't all that easy for me either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, that they they both appeared to me in a dream a couple years after she passed, um, sitting at, at the, the dinner table. Clearly, their their bodies were dead, but they didn't know it. I'm sorry. Their their bodies were what? They were their bodies weren't living any longer. I mean, right. they looked like they their bodies were without the spirit of life, but uh-huh. they didn't know it. Okay, right. And and since then, uh, have they come through to you at all? Have they made appearances at all since then? Um, a little bit. Particularly, my mother. My stepfather was very uh, a very silent kind of guy. Who rarely ever spoke about 
much of anything in the last 20 years of his life. I, I don't think he said, yeah. you know, more than 10 words, but even when he was younger, <laughs> um, well, you know. I, I, I definitely get the sense of them kind of uh, being being connected, you know, being um, kind of um, she, she speak for him, you know, that she would speak on his behalf. I mean, as I feel into that, I feel like um, <laughs> my sense is that you know, because of because of how uh, she was and how he's kind of following her or kind of sticking with her, that you know she's interested in constructing her experience, like constructing her experience of being dead and controlling it. And so I get the sense of a but you know the images of um, she's been to the class, but she just doesn't feel like doing the homework or turning the papers in. So um, <laughs> I f- I feel like you know I don't know for sure, but this could be actually a lingering thing because I could actually be reading the residue from when you interacted with her year, several years ago. So sometimes that's possible here. And cause I, I didn't prepare myself today to, to do mediumship readings. And so, um, but as I feel into it, I feel like, uh, cause it's a, it's a completely different frequency, uh, for me than the, the channeling and the guide stuff. And sure. but as I look into it, I, I definitely get a sense of, um, attempting to construct the experience and not even being upset or bitter or angry about it, you know, having to give up control or being invited to repeatedly, but just kind of like, Oh yeah. You know, it's like if you, if you really disagreed with the social policy that was in all the headlines, you know, or a decision in the government and you just eventually just get a little numb to it and you're like, Oh yeah, that again. So I get, I get that sense with them. And, um, you know, if, you, they do if they if she or they do come back and and make an appearance in, in some way or, or you become aware of it, I'll invite you to hold a vision of them releasing all attachments and just moving on and transitioning. I feel like they've seen what it looks like, mm-hmm. but perhaps might not have done it. And like I said, I might not be completely accurate with that, but but I I definitely uh, you you can be, um you know, a, a great uh, support in that in just holding the vision of all of those attachments being released and, you know, basically holding a, a state of love for them as divine beings, even if the relationships, you know, even if the first words off your tongue now might not be, I love them, you know, whole, e- even if, you know, relationships were difficult, holding that vision of them processed and moving on yeah. will, will help because any attachments she might have to your outcomes can be melted away by you just holding a space of love for her and saying, it's okay for you to go. It's all good. You know what I mean? So if they ever do come back, that's what you could do to have a positive effect. That's basically no skin off your nose because it's just a mindset of it's all perfect and you don't have to hold on to anything. Maybe, right. maybe she needs a human to just not, <laughs> here's the phrase. I, I'm getting a little bit of a more of a read on her, but you know, maybe it's having a human like, Get grounded. I know you have experience with that because you do these Jehudi calls and, you know, we've worked together before and, and, uh, you respond, you know, you, you do that. I know you do that. And, uh, but being in that space and maybe she needs a, a firm human who can see the, the, the two, situ- two sides of it and be firm and say, Oh, I'm not going to play the regret control game. Oh, it's okay. You get to be a divine being now. You get to transition, not playing and just casual. Right. Well, that's yeah. a, that's a nice facet to it because, of course, I've been saying it's okay to let go uh, from from the time of her deathbed or before because she was the person who always said, "I'm never going to get old and I'm never going to die." And it, it, the last five years, she stopped with the second part, but she was still trying to maintain she was never going to get old at eighty-three. Oh, 
Oh, heavens. And, oh, yeah. And and all my life, my, um, do I have time to give you an example or two here? Yeah, you do, please. All my life, uh, my mother always had a cup of coffee in her hand. Always. And yeah. I never drank coffee as an adult. And after my mom left the physical plane, um, I had a friend. But because the coffee was always around, I had... I really liked the smell of coffee, but I never yes. learned to drink it. And, and after she left, a friend of mine turned me on to lattes, which is like coffee ice cream only warm, right? Right, right. And I used to joke that my mother was enjoying it, and now I'm a coffee drinker. And I used to joke that my mother was enjoying coffee through me. Well, she 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 may be. That, that happens. That's a, actually a really great story because, yeah. You know, like it, that's the same exact thing, frankly, of, you know, my client in San Francisco who has the coldness on her leg and the pain and having yeah, yeah, yeah. spirit-inspired dreams of drowning on the Titanic. Like, it's actually the same thing. He's reliving his thing because he's attached. And so um, make the decision that the coffee's for you. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. You know, I mean, I know I say a lot. I, I listen to my jokes because I know there's truth coming through them. But yeah. I, it's been five years, and no, okay, the coffee. Great. The, I, I drink coffee because my life is better with coffee. Okay, <laughs> no, right on. No, 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 I'm there. But the other thing that I'm faced with, and um, is is their stuff. Now right. I've done I've done a lot, uh, especially when the house sold a, a couple years after she passed. I, I I've processed a lot of the stuff, but I'm still left with stuff that part of it is my emotional attachment because all my life I was she did her best to impart to me a sense of emotional significance to this stuff right but there's way more stuff than I can deal with <laughs> and okay. I'm um, really stuck and I feel like part of it is that connection with her yeah yeah um you were just on this call, right? The Jehudi call on uh, the other night. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, th- what I'm being nudged to, to tell you is that heart opening meditation that I was raving about earlier and saying it was a special yes. deal. Yes. Use that in that space regarding all that stuff. Like, just go back to the recording and because that kind of generous, opening, gentle, I'm embodying love, and in that space, make the decision. You know, Jehudi's always telling us to make decisions and assert our free will as divine beings. Make the decision to be able to categorize and classify those things into groups so certain things that really need to get basically purged out of your life can in a more effective way. But, like, make sure that, the, the you know, it's, I get the image of, like, her attachment kind of still attached to the objects and then you're just unwittingly being affected by that so so that's my first suggestion the second suggestion uh and i i've i've been meaning to articulate this more clearly to people but i'm going to suggest to you um clearing the space and and um if you probably use sage at different times like have you ever used sage or sweet grass or something to like clear a space oh yeah so you can do that with the actual boxes and items and all around them and under them you can do that that will help but what i'm 
suggesting, which is frankly stronger, is making a foil cup. And I, I don't talk about this all the time because I haven't figured out a good disclaimer. But basically, don't burn down your house, but do this. Uh, <laughs> um, make a, a foil cup, like an aluminum foil cup, and right. put in you know a quarter cup, you know, like three or four ounces of um, rubbing alcohol. Uh, at least 70% alcohol. If you get 50% mm -hmm. alcohol, it won't burn. So 70 mm -hmm. or 90% is pretty readily available. And then a teaspoon or a tablespoon of Epsom salts. And you put oh, this yeah, in Oh, yeah, I'm there. familiar with this process. Oh, yeah. great. Okay, good. So, But I'm suggesting you actually do that on as many of these objects as you can. I, I Obviously, I don't have a, a visual or an idea of how many there are, but you do that while you're consciously releasing her attachments and that's coming through you or being, you know, hanging around you, you will be able to see those things for what they are with less, um, you know, drama or feeling or, or sludge is kind of the word that comes through. Yeah. But you can actually clear that energy that sh her residual energy on the object. Hmm. So that even if somebody who was into uh, blanking on the name of it were like, I pick up your keys and I can do a reading for you, even people who are psychometry. Thank you. I was blanking until you thought of it. Um, but but even people who do that would it would be less easy because you're clearing the energy, her residual energy on the things, and um, essentially you have the practical tasks that you're you know brain are very well aware of but then this energetic task this other layer um you know will help you deal with all that emotional process stuff too that's that's a that's a great example i'm glad that you you brought that up like it's not just dealing with a loved one's death it's it's dealing with the stuff that she was attached to that's still in your house <laughs> like that's yeah that's and that i'm attached to through her attachment you know right. and there's nobody else to give it to and and so, how, yeah, trying to process the the folklore, the emotional attachments, the you know all of the above. Yeah. Um, there's a set of china that came from the old country that there's nobody even left for me to say. Now, which side of the family really brought this? Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, so you get you have the freedom to decide what you're attached to and like i say if you do that emotional thing with the you know that uh the jihudi call the uh the heart opening thing and that kind of creating that force you know that field that field of love and also clearing the physical things and just saying always saying whatever was my mom's is not mine i'm free of all the things she left behind and if you actually if you do that it'll work on the energy and the emotion and then that will enable you to more easily get rid of the things or process the things in the right way. Say it that way. I don't want to say like get rid of because that might not be appropriate for a lot of the things, but, but to process and move them into their next phase of being, <laughs> you know, their next phase of ownership or, or placement. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that phrase is really ringing uh, a, a very clear tone. <laughs> yeah. I so to that say, one. Thank you for calling Wendy. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Tom. Bye. Okay, great. Have a good night. Okay, so we have just a few minutes left. Um, uh, honestly, the dot, dot, dot before the second break, I, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, so uh, I just want to wrap it up with some of these, some of these, these things and um, some of these topics and then reiterate some of the announcements for you. You know, this is a giant topic. I'm sure we'll keep talking about it. But, you know, the soul's journey 
doesn't always end when, you know, on the day of death. Uh, and our soul journeys, you know, continue because we are attached to the people we love. And they're attached to us, and we want the best for everybody, but sometimes our personalities get, you know, involved and make things messy. But um, this talk about death is incredibly important so that we understand more about the opportunity in being alive. So, uh, you know, it's not just that uh, this show reflects my work as a medium, but it's also and my interest and, and passion in, in offering that as a service to people for healing. But it's also that it's understanding death and dealing with it is integral to opening up a multidimensional understanding of our multi-life process. Some people fear death and those are past life fears about death. Probably, you know, maybe I'm afraid of heights. Maybe I fell off something or, you know, before in some life, maybe I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. And it probably uh, is related to that a fear bleeding through. So, but it's not only that; it's also to help us free ourselves by, you know, to live more presently, to or by uh, getting rid of by releasing uh, the, these fears about what happens after death, and especially about the judgment and the kind of uh, is there is there an old white guy with a long beard on a marble throne handing out gold stars and. Uh, Know, demerits and um so to, to unlearn that while we're alive uh is, is incredibly incredibly important so reiterating some of the announcements uh as you as you heard wendy was on the the full moon call uh the gemini eclipse call and experienced the the heart opening uh, meditation and you can go to my site tdjacobs.com and get that it doesn't matter when you listen to it it's valuable it's useful and the energy work will happen no matter when you listen to it and there are people who have previous months i think this is the seventh or eighth one we've done and uh they listen to them many times and perhaps with a different intention each time and the layers are addressed in a, in a deepening way so you can get that uh, on a donation basis through my site there's a reading sale and we can talk about uh deceased loved ones and i can do mediumship for you part of this reading sale 25 off an hour reading until december 15th and then uh, keep in mind the soul's journey sound bites uh, make uh, incredible incredible gifts for understanding more about life purpose what the soul is here to do thanks for joining me this week and uh, if you know if you're listening um if you want to support the show, go to my site, tdjacobs.com forward slash soul.html, and there's a link to donate, a PayPal button. Uh, if you want to uh, keep the show on the air and you want to, uh, uh, you like what you're hearing, you want to support it. And the other thing is, uh, if you're listening, let me know what you like about the show. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Between all these different things that I do, uh, I definitely want to respond to reader requests as well. So tell me if you're listening. Email me at tom at tdjacobs.com. Thanks again for listening, and uh, join us uh, – Join us in future weeks. We have actually guests lined up for the next three weeks. I'm really excited. And uh, ctdjacobs.com for more info on all that stuff. Good night. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. dot com. Mm-hmm.